sat down a minute ago with Steve and he said to me, is it going to be okay? And like I knew, you know. Um, and I said, when we see the, the flames around the throne and 10 million angels, you know, that have helped the saints and Resurrection is there. We'll say, I didn't even think it was going to be this good. You know, we'll be out of our scheme, out of our place, uh, because of his goodness and all that. So, as I've said, be patient with yourself. The devil hates you. And, and he's looking for anything to divide you and get you back, stall you, you know. But, God knows that too, so. Lord help us. We, uh, we are those that uh, have cried for help. And we all need you every hour. So be with us, in Jesus' name we pray. Let's gather.
I've said this a few times, and I've really, uh, I want to underline the import of review. And if you can articulate something, if you can say it, you can ask God for help to believe it. But if you can't even say it, because you don't know, there's, there's another avenue, but I, I'd like to do some review, and, and if we could keep it short, we'll have more time, because I, I think we, you know, um, we can make this, uh, uh, okay, it's, uh, I like a timer, and I've asked people to, when my grandsons were here, they were more than happy to shorten the service. But first of all, I'd like to ask this question, and we're, we've got a mic, and some of you have enough of a, a, a voice, you don't need a mic, but please uh, understand, there, there are folks here, that, and some of the, the young people, the 12-year-olds, some of the 17, 18 year olds, the, the, the high school people are coming into this. They did not have our vision and our understanding. They were, some of them were born here. So when I say be tender with yourself, I, I'll go back and say this, you are in the only meaningful and final purpose from God himself, okay? And it's not, it's not something that, that we can take lightly, but he understands us and he's a good father, okay? He's not trying to cripple anyone, but he, he is constantly in attendance for us. So, first question, and, and Oh, 20 people could give a short line on this. When we talk about God's provision, what are we saying? God has made a great provision for mankind. Anyone, feel free. The one, he, he gave us an opportunity to not walk in the old man, have another way, have another mind. All right, he's given us a dimension, a person to walk in with a new mind. Okay? Anybody else? Yeah, he's opened up a door so that we can know him. We weren't born that way. No. You can know him. And the ache and the, and the irritant sometimes is, why doesn't he make himself more real? <laughs> what has he provided? Mercy. Yeah. Okay, how do we know that? <laughs> that he didn't wipe us over. Okay, there you go. Go on. He provided a blood sacrifice for our sins so we might come Absolutely. 
Uh, say it again. He provided a blood You will never, as you walk before God, he has imputed righteousness to you, and that means that you're justified and clear forever. What if you be become a couch potato? What happens then? Dad, get up. <laughs> he kicks you out of the nest. <laughs> he makes it very well. <laughs> he, he's very slow with that. He really with some. Okay, provision. We're talking about what he has done to provide for us. He's provided judgment, so we can. Yeah. When we when we're born again, uh, we see things differently. Wouldn't we? Would you say that's true? Yes. And somebody said a new man, all right? Yep. But these guys are resting over here. Most of it's on this side. Anyone? There's so much we don't know where we're... Well, it's okay. He's given us access. Access to him. Yeah. We had no access. We were dead going out by ourselves. So we have to be very kind to the people who've never heard this. He's given us ability to sing and play instruments to praise his name, and that's a tremendous provision yes. as experienced this morning. Okay. Gifts. Dangerous stuff, but he's given gifts. We have singers, we have individuals who who, can, who are destined to write songs, they have. I mean, see some of these guys on the instruments, the, the mechanics out here. You know, take a look at the way these operators work. You know, uh, the, the natural gifts, you know, that have come. This yes? seems kind of silly, but he's given us each other. Yeah, right. Yes, and some of that's painful. Because, well, it is because we've got a room full of people that are going to live forever and they're all being processed and we don't have the individual capacity to do anything but hear from God. You don't know how to make your children grow. I don't know how to make myself a better husband. But I know where to go to get help. He gives us peace in the middle of the storm. Come up. Yes. He gives us peace in the middle of the storm when things are difficult. He helps us watch the. Yeah, and we need to see peace as shalom. It's a blessing. It's really the end of the matter. We see the end of the matter. And, and, and one of the most, to me, the, the greatest lines you know, recently, of his fullness, we have all received. Wow. In other words, uh, war, we, what, what's the, there's some lines in War We Shall War. I like the song. There are a couple of lines that aren't true. Richard, do you remember? 
We should. Well, just the emphasis on something that we have to do. We have rather than just receive what's been given us. But once what? we yeah. I think we come back to war. <laughs> Give the war to receive. By everything we're hearing today, there is a war just to be able to receive it. Mm -hmm. But this, this is an Ephesians talks about his mercy. Just to, to the praise and glory of his grace. Wherein he hath made us accepted in the yeah. beloved, like he he wow. that's something he has done. If you're on the fringe, if you're if you feel whatever rejection, he there's presence of God to who has made us accepted. Yeah, in the right. The greatest need in the room is is what um, Aaron. You know, we are bound together. You know. We're going to see each other in the hereafter. We will. And, and we need to learn how to live together now. Uh, but but this, uh, this, this, I want to hear from you on this, but the, the end of the matter is that we're in a love relationship with a father who's not going to stop loving us. You know, you, I've seen parents here exasperated with their children. I've seen fathers' temperature and blood pressure go probably off the charts with a son they couldn't control or a daughter. I've seen it for well, how many, as many years as we've been here. And I've also seen them being trained by the rebellion in the little ones and realize that they're, they can't be fathers without God. And let me just say this. The great conflicts and your hatred and despising of anybody that's in the room and gossiping. The dirtiest thing about us is that we hold opinions and really won't uh, be admonished to see no man after the flesh. Okay? Because the natural man, he walks in the room and he doesn't like people on sight. Can't do anything about that. We don't have to do that. I think one of the major things that's really important for anybody's life, but he's given us is a purpose. A purpose for living. That's why there's no hope in the world. Yeah, you should get up here and develop that a little bit. Can you put your stuff down? Because that's simple. We're the only people on the earth that's getting help. You know, no, serious. Say it. It's got to be underlined. You look around the world, and the reason there's so much conflict and hatred is people don't have a purpose for life. They don't know what that there's a future for them, that there's a hope. And, you know, we talk about mercy, but it's fueled by hope. Mm -hmm. And so you, I think that's one of the most important things we can give our kids is a sense of purpose. You have a reason for being here that's beyond yourself. Way bigger than me. And that's the struggle is to hang on to that purpose. He reveals by his spirit what must go if the growth is going to take place. Yes. Get up there. Well, just if you don't, if the Lord doesn't show you what needs to go, what you need to be separated from, that you're just left with that. You know, it just it's the mercy of the Lord to open your eyes to something that I cannot continue in this. 
if I'm going to have growth. And it just, those are the painful things, but not, not everybody has that being revealed to them. You know, the temperaments, the whatever, all the things that we just came with, that there's a, the Lord has to open your eyes to those things. That's part of his mercy is to show you what needs to go if you're going to grow. Yeah, and, and Jesus makes a startling statement when he said, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. And after that, he tells you that if you, if you love father and anyone more than him, you're not worthy to be a disciple. And your, the members of your own family will be divided. And that's, that is true. It's, it's, uh, everywhere I look, I see people who have scars and deep hurts from families that, that have to be, they have to turn and say help. Okay, uh, okay, <laughs> let me make the shift. We could go all day on provision. It's, uh, me, I'll just say this. I love you with an everlasting love. It doesn't stop. His mercies. There's a whole chapter on the mercies of God. And, and it was just said, if you have hope. See, if you sit here today without hope. That mercy, you're not going to see the mercy to the degree that, it's, that you're enveloped in it. You understand? And, and, and that's, a, that's a, a painful thing. Okay, here's one. And, and we can, if you want to come back, please come back anytime. Come take the mic. Uh, we're not going to be long. But we do need to know that, that there's a, an overwhelming wash and goodness of God to build his family. And he loves every one of us more than we love ourselves. Which is, I, you know, <laughs> I, didn't, I never have seen you cynical, my dear. <laughs> I married you because you were such an innocent child. You know? Can I say one thing? Yes. Because it goes with, um, well, I was just thinking, calling is kind of an ambiguous word, especially yeah. growing up here. Does it mean I'm called here? Do I have to live here? Do I have to, you know, <laughs> for me at least it was. So for young people, just to know that really what it means is it's an opportunity to have a personal relationship. And it says that um, he set his love upon you. He knows your name. It's an opportunity for you before you even want to go down the road of, like, don't even think about calling. It's a provision for you to know him. Not one more thing. Stand there. Um, the, the, his provision is complete. It, it's, it's there for every need that you have. That, that's an incredible uh, uh, provision. Uh, you know, and, and it's personal. It's not a, a template that fits everybody in. It's, it's, it's for your needs. God has made a provision for you to be able to walk with him, to be like him. And so it's it's kind of tailored fit to what your specifics are to make you like him. And, you know, uh, just that it's complete. So if you need something, it's there for you. That's quite a... Yeah. Uh, we were singing this morning 
As I wait, O Lord, as I wait on thee, as I wait, O Lord, you will strengthen me. For you answer my prayer, you hear my heart. And I'm thinking, there is nothing more beautiful than someone that knows my heart. And I come, okay. I can pour out my heart in his presence and to know that he's listening to me, that he answered me, and that he has strengthened me, that he gives us my, his peace. Yeah. So it, that's a beautiful provision. You can go to him anytime with any problem, yeah. any difficult, anything, and he will hear you. Yeah. So that's a beautiful yeah. provision. I, I really, yeah, that's true. And, and, and because he hears us, we, we really find out how dumb we are sometimes when we're in prayer. Today I was talking, Lord, I was walking back to the bathroom, and I said, Lord, I'm 87, like, like he didn't know. <laughs> you said that he knows all things. Why would you say that? Did you want a happy birthday? I mean, I feel like an idiot. Because we think somehow he is not constant. And until we see his constancy, we won't believe it. I mean, we, 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 some, we tell the high school kids, you know, God loves you, God loves you, God, and they're not gonna believe that right off until they have the experience of an unquestioned, defined love that they see that we didn't preach about, their mother didn't tell them, they didn't read it in the Bible, it came from the Spirit of God himself. Unanswered prayers or those dark times, but his caring, personal caring capacity through those times. Yeah, true. You, you, you know, the, the, I, there is no test taking you that's not common to man. I used to preach that is common like a fly. Well, losing a loved one, finding out you have cancer, you know. Uh, I reached for the phone a couple of times to call Tony. He's, he's on the other side. Okay, let's, let's get into John. Uh, you can do nothing without me. Without me, you can do nothing. Let's talk about that. That's a big boy. And that's where we met. Why do we mess up there? Because we do. <laughs> no, but if you're going to speak, you're going to develop it. You're, you're okay. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah, the idea is, I've been really thinking about this, actually. Um, we have the mind of Christ, it says. It says, we have the mind of Christ, one. And there's so much input in the modern world. It's just a flood of stuff that comes at us from every imaginable source as soon as you pick up a device and look. Uh, and we do. And it's at our fingertips. You know about somebody getting murdered in Afghanistan. Uh, why? Of what use is that to you? How does it make your day better? We have the mind of Christ if we 
choose to go there. And perhaps Christ wanted us to know that we, so that we could empathize with the wound and pray for the wounded. Yeah. Okay. But it was never intended that we would all know all yeah. individually. That was never intended. Yeah. Without me, you can do nothing. Very vital. This is where we get into the sinkhole. Um, in John 5.30 that he could do nothing of himself because he did the will of the Father, not his own will. So there's no way that we can, as long as my will is still in play, I won't ever feel like I can do nothing. It's his will that if I've given myself over to his will, then I would acknowledge that I can't do anything. So it's connected to the will. Why is that a single? I mean, it's 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 a rut. It's a, a bridge that's out. <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. We don't know what we need. I thought when you said that, my first thought was, "There's a lot of things I can do, <laughs> but none of them tend to life." You know, the things that. The things that we do, which are, you know, the world has got it full of people doing things, but the fact of the matter is, the things that I do that are not sourced of the, of the Spirit, that are not sourced of Christ, those are not eternal things, and that's all that matters. I mean, everything else we put our hands to, the Lord has to reveal that it's really fruitless, you know. The eternal things are really just what the Lord allows us to do through Christ. Those are the things that are eternal. And it goes back to purpose. If you try to do your career, I had several things in mind, and I'm thankful that God rutted them, gutted them, and and I and many times I've said, what am, God, I, this is not what I wanted to do, <laughs> and he didn't care. <laughs> Because it's his will. Until we're willing to do his will, we're going to remain fairly ignorant. And, and, and I, please, I don't want to be harsh with this. But if you're out to do your will and you have preference for your direction rather than hearing what the potter is doing. I mean, we have, I've said this, sometimes I, I, I cry alone when I think of the enormous gifts and gifted men and women who do not have to be here. They're not stuck, you know, because they're enormously gifted in the natural, okay? And they're far above anything that the billionaires and the so-called men of the world are doing. And, and sometimes they can't see it. Uh, it's like, and please, I don't, I'm, somebody interrupt me quick because you know what I'll do. But the girl said in Blueberry once, I don't want to be a kitchen boy. And I said, there's nothing higher than feeding God's army for you. Find something. If that's all you did. And she said, I'm out of here. And that's okay because she still belonged to God and she'll get back. Like I say to my grandson, it's okay, go where you will. 
You'll come back. If you're looking for an interruption, I'll oblige you here. Good. <laughs> Thank you. Now, you need to understand that the calling is his. It's not ours. That's right. Yeah, it, it, it originates with him. And along the same lines, I want to talk a little bit more. He was talking about natural gifts and talents and everything. And a dear person to me said several years ago that an unguarded strength is a double weakness. And you can have the natural talents and you can have the natural gifts and those, those are good. It's okay, it is not okay to idolize them. And I've seen more people dear to me get taken out because they love their gifts more than they love their calling. So I mean, I'm not saying that to discourage people to you know from pursuing or developing those, but keep things in perspective. That's a vital thing because it's a daily thing. I can be in the will of, I'm saying I'm fully in. And the next day I'm running around trying to produce something with my energy. Yeah, well that, no, uh, you guys praying for his leg? Yeah. That's, uh, that's where the daily sacrifice comes in. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, and boy, that word holy. Holy and acceptable unto God. Well, the Christ, the gift, all the things that we are must die, must be given. And if you do it every day, you're in a wonderful place of safety. You can't go wrong if you give everything to God every day. Yeah. Your marvelous gift, your, your, your brokenness, whatever it is, if you donate that to God every day, you're in good hands. You can't go wrong. Yeah, and the, the, the hard thing to me is, you know, by the mercy of God, present your body a, a living sacrifice, holy. Well, none of us have come to that because we do not believe that he has made us holy and, and he's imputed something to us. It's like 
like somebody giving you the funds to take a trip. You have the funds. God has cleared you. You will be you're cleared. And if you do not operate on that, you're stunted. You just don't grow. And, and so the fire that comes, you, you mentioned fire. I was going to shut up. Anyway, the fire that comes is helpful. Who can handle the eternal burnings? You can. <laughs> sorry. Did I, did I scare your cookie out of your mouth? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a terrible thing to happen to a man on a day when he's hungry. Because that was your breakfast, maybe. <laughs> sorry. Uh, um, you are holy because he says you are holy. I mean, I'm, has anybody ever wondered why God would call David, you know, uh, Jesus the son of David? Couldn't he say Jesus the son of Joseph or something? <laughs> Jesus the son of Daniel? Why did he do that? Because David discovered that God was never going to hold anything against him. He was a murderer and an adulterer. Two of the things that demanded death in the law. Okay? They, they didn't talk about that. They killed him under the law. You're not under the law. You were exonerated. You are free. And that's where the, the church is stuck where? Let's talk about that a minute or two, please. You have to do something. <laughs> Get up, please. Not one word answers. <laughs> the church and all of us uh, think that if we do something, that's what God wants. You've got to perform. And that's not it at all. <laughs> it's, it's him putting something in us. Um, then you can yield to that, and when you yield to that, you can actually accomplish something that is eternal. What Gabe said uh, in the beginning was, it's exactly the point, we're, we're a natural beings, we have a start and an end. God is eternal, and we have no way of seeing um, eternity, and we can't do anything towards eternal unless he puts it in us. Yeah, stay there, because this is so essential. It, to understand it, because somebody's, I, I was on the phone with people who should know this. They're, they're up in years, please don't ask me who, because I have phone calls all over the world. What? Who said who? Oh, yeah, I know. But no, please. Uh, what was it? Yeah, they were mocking the idea that God imputed righteousness and, and that, that they are saved. Mocking it. But, if, but if, you're, if you just take that, I'm saved, and I, you know, you will not grow. Uh, your immaturity will be hanging out, you know, as long as you're walking. And for you to die to your way is, is, is the calling. Yeah. And if you're trying to do career work, or if you want to be validated because you feel unloved, you, you don't under the go you understand the gospel message. And 
and the, and the church has embarrassed itself. God knew it would. He knew we would. He knew that we would be doing so-called great things, but we wouldn't have the depth of relationship with him. That's what he wants. The only way you can grow is to be fueled and know that you're free forever. Yeah. Nothing is ever going to destroy you. You're indestructible because you, you have a, a place in God that he made. Somebody say a word or two uh, so the young people under this understand something about the yoke. Please. Then we actually move. Then we actually move into that place of knowing Him, because we don't know the purpose of which He leads us. Um, we don't have the whole blueprint like you would for making a building or creating something. But yet, when we um, yield ourselves to what He wants, then it comes in portions of how it shall be. More? Anyone on that? We don't know the way we should go. Volume. Stand up. We don't know the way we should go. And yet, he puts in us the desire to do his will. And then he ties us to him, does he not? So that he shows us the way. And we are in yoke with him. If you're training animals to be yoked together, you initially yoke a young one to an older, experienced one. That's how we co-labor, how we're yoked with him. Yeah. The yoke is vital because the church has largely made it, and we hear it even here in places. Uh, it's try to be like Jesus, try to be like Jesus. You are in the you are in the place of a born Christ when you are born again. It's not a three-party thing. It's Christ <laughs> is in you. God was in Jesus reconciling the world. You get a start to grow up by your connection with the Father. You can't lose if you trust him. But you will lose and must lose your direction, your life. Uh, my love for myself or you know, anything, your love, this is the big boy. Self. Can you say amen? Well, let's pretend we have somebody that really needs to hear this. No, seriously. If we, you know, what, what does the Bible say about self? Just quote any scripture uh, that Paul quoted. One of the big ones is, for me to live as Christ. That's a big one. When does he say, yet not I? Anybody have that? Yeah. yeah. Yet not I, yet not I, but Christ. And so you have to live as a believer 
there's a new you, and it's, it's Christ, and your yoke is to God's. And, and when he said that, why did he say, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden? What's the point? We try to work it out ourselves. <laughs> so that's one thing. And it yeah. makes us weary. Yeah. I mean, come on. How many times have you hated this place? Don't, don't raise your hands. Well, get me out of here. I can't handle this. If so-and-so weren't here, this would be a nice place. <laughs> right? <laughs> Louder. Go to the mic. Thank you. Please. You said, talk about the yoke. Um, I can just say, recently a young person said to me, you know, I'm afraid to actually wait on the Lord and ask him what he wants me to do with my life because I'm worried that it will contradict what I want to do. And... That is so... Wait, wait. Say it about three different ways, because that's the problem with all of us, and we think it's only young people. Okay? It's well, not. The thing about the yoke is, he says, my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And, you know, we really can say, like with that song, I have found it so, I found it so. Because he leads us, and then he also, um, I remember going through this exact same thing, and um, something Sister Diana told me. I think I was in 11th grade, maybe 12th grade. She's, she gave me a card with a psalm on it and it said, he gives you the desires of your heart. Yeah. And that doesn't mean this Disney princess follow your dreams message. It's actually he gives you what your dreams should be. He gives you that purpose. He gives you yeah. The, the desire to actually follow yeah. what he has planned for you. And he gives you the desire of your heart. And that is a yoke that is easy. And, and really, the, where, where, where we, when we're in Christ, and there's some level of maturity, we allow people to go down any road that they want to go on. Okay? And when he gives you the desire of your heart, sometimes you throw up. I don't want it. Sorry. Thought I did. Didn't want it. Okay? Why? Some of these things you have to get over. You don't believe. And you, you will only believe, really, if you and God get together. You can't believe because we've got it in Scripture. Uh, it, because we get together because we talk, because we, we sing songs of love. It won't happen that way. The only way it happens is if you understand there's no way with your natural mind that you can come to the purpose of God. Right. Your, your natural mind is a classic joke. Just take a good look at the world, okay? And, and so, thank God for the heart of the people in this room who, who absolutely know that God is trying to divide us. 
to see where we are. He allows that division, and Satan leaps in on it. Because you, you and I must do this thing alone. But we can't, if we try to do it by ourselves, we, we don't grow. Which is a, another paradox. It seems incongruous. But community is not going to make it happen. If community would make it happen after 40 years, wouldn't we be further along? What has, what has been the inhibitor? We don't have time. What? I said self. Yeah, yeah. Mine and yours. <laughs> if we could get rid of Richard, we'd be okay. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's, it's the plague that God has given to us with a soul that won't stay under. Don't try to be good either. Let me say this to the young. Don't get up and try to be good. Tell God I can't, I don't want to, but I should. Please help me. Be, and the great thing, the most honest people in the room are the high school, that, that age group. They have in some ways the best discernment too. People try to say, well, they don't know. <laughs> Believe me, they know. They know because I, I spent 12 years with them. And, and, and their, issue, their issue is, uh, <laughs> this is going to be costly. He's going to disrupt my direction. And they're absolutely right. And you have to measure, does God know better for you, or do you know better than God? I remember being at the, that age where you, there was a tremendous fear about, you know, am I going to get to do what I really think I should do if I surrender to God? And I fought that, and that's behind me, thank God. Um, that was a joke. <laughs> you, you could see, though. When you have to tell them it's a joke, Richard. I know. <laughs> They're a little dense here. It ain't a joke. <laughs> I know we're shortening this service, so I'll make this quick. You, you see, the greatest temptation Jesus was, you know, the devil and his people that he walked with was for him to do something, to be something with his life, right? And he made that clear in John 8. He says, my doctrine is not mine. He, from the start, I'm not doing my thing. I'm, what comes from me is not from me, it's from above. If any man's will is to do his will, the willing part, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory, but he that seeketh the glory that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. So it gets back to really an aspect of trust. Can we really trust that he's got our best interest if I, if I surrender? Yeah. And that plays out day to day. That's not something... It's like conversation will come up today and you have the opportunity to speak from your own source or you have an opportunity to, to give place to the Spirit of God. That's how it plays out, just in our everyday living with each other. Okay. Who, who really are we, will we prefer? Mm -hmm. Will we seek our, uh, what's best for me? Will we seek, and, and we try to hide it. You know, nobody wants to admit that. Yeah. That's where the conflict well, is. Whose glory really are we want, wanting to see? Don't you think we're coming around to the place 
where we know the pretense and the the uh, uh, the, the phony part of it. Yes, we're we're, we're saying don't want it. Yes, Please. and I and, and one thing is true with that. We can sure see it in somebody else. Yeah, and not and it's obscured when it comes up in me. And right. That's why we need each other. Yeah. If we'll help cover each other, like to diffuse it. Yeah. Right. And and my phone calls. People said, you know that this 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 is happening. I said, do you love them? Oh yeah, yeah. They're really wonderful. I know. And would you tell them? Well, uh, I wanted you to come and tell them. Mm -hmm. And anyway. You get the picture. I want to read. Would you like something comforting today? Yes. Don't know. Okay. Well, what, what we're going to do one day is we'll have a Saturday meeting and we'll you know have a snack somewhere, and anybody that would like to hang around can, and uh, we'll go as long as we think we can. But there, we have a lot of young people. There are little kids and jobs and plans for the day sometime that that work us, but. Uh, <laughs> well, that's all right, too. Yeah. Uh, oh, goodness. Okay, this, this is so good. I don't know. I, I don't know if you deserve it, but it's one of my favorite things. And I, okay, and it's in Isaiah 66. Because God is talking to, to hard-nosed stubborn people. Verse 12, For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace, shalom, that's the end of the matter, to her like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. Then shall you suck, you shall be born upon her sides, and be dandled upon her knees, as one whom his mother comforted, so will I comfort you. And when God, when God says, when God says, El Shaddai can give you milk. You're, you're a and, and you will bounce on my knees. I, I preached this way back. But for God to say, I'm going to be a mother to you. You're, you're going to be on my knees and I, I will bounce you because God knows what children need and he knows that, that, that milk is the beginning of it. But then he keeps saying, let's go on from here. Listen to this. And you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. When you see this, your heart shall rejoice and your bones shall flourish like an herb. And the hand of the Lord shall be known toward his servants and his indignation toward his enemies. There are people all over the world says, where are you, God? Where are you, God? And for the Lord will come with fire and with chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger and his fury and his rebukes with flames of fire. And we've all received the rebuke. Please hear this. Listen to the end of how wonderful your God is. Listen to it. For by fire and by sword will the Lord plead with all flesh. When, when God is saying He's coming to plead with you, to plead with me, He's saying that judgment 
uh, and, the, and the trials we're in are going to be over. I will give you shalom. It will come like a river. And that's where, where I, I knew today that when, I mean, we say a lot to ourselves. And I, I quit saying it's going to get worse because it's gotten so bad sometimes we just can't believe it can get any worse. Isn't that true? With the dealing. It's God's love judging you, allowing you to, to go through the fire. And he's pleading with me to say, Bill, trust me, trust me. Because we go to the, through the day like, uh-oh, what if, what if, uh, you know. And I, kid, I was stupid. My friend said, and carried it quite a ways. Friend said on a rainy day in Long Beach, I'll bet you can't swim in. It was windy and the water was there. I almost died. I took a bluff. You know, pride. I almost died. I mean, I'm telling you, it was, wasn't that far. I was a good swimmer. But the water was going this way. And I thought, you know, somebody said, did all these things pass through your life? Well, I was only 10 or 11. It wasn't much. You know? But the issue is, you're God. We'll never let you go. God help you. We're, we're, we're bound together. If I wanted to get away from you, sometimes I have. I can't. We are welded forever. But we have to do it alone. Anyway, God help you. Let's get out of here. You know, we'll get so religious we won't even like ourselves if we don't. Unless somebody wants to say something or conclude. Maybe, maybe Lewis would bring his trumpet in and he can say, da, 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 that's it, you know. Anybody? Hey. We can't submit to somebody that we don't trust or know or love. And I was thinking about when we were singing together, the, there was a oneness that was happening. It was a wonderful service, uh, worship service this morning. But I was thinking, you know, for all, I know I love you all like a mother loves her, all her children. I just do. But the ones that I talk to the most and spend time with, I love. And I was thinking, you know, part of the problem with wanting to submit ourselves to the Lord is how much do we talk to him? How much do we know his love? And Matthew 18 says, Jesus is talking, he says, Verily I say to you, unless or except you become converted. I always used to think it said, unless you become as a child. No, you have to be converted. I have to be converted to a childlike trust and become as little children. And that's why it's so important to have you in the services, children. You're examples for us. You are sitting in the front row, both of you. And you, unless you become converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Amen.
that is scary for all of us that think we're so mature. And, and make no mistake, uh, there are people going into Afghanistan, there are people who are going into Ukraine and different places. And, and it's a natural thing. Your warfare and your, your heart to please God is greater than any, any tension that is, that is out there. I've said it over and over again. And, and, and it, 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 gets, it gets greater as you get more faithful to God. Because he has to have implicit trust. And understand this. Very simple. <laughs> because we, we are shareholders with everything that God has made. It's not going to be uh, some quick fix. It's going to be because we never back off with his directions for what we're to be. God help us. Uh, let's, let's say the Lord's Prayer together, can we? Lead us. The children probably need to hear this enough so they can remember it. Uh, lead us, Sam. You've got a good uh, bass voice. All right. Our Father, Father who art in heaven, heaven. after breakfast and uh, he's got a long way to go to remember him and and it, as uh, sister Mary said uh, let's stay before God as far as our prayer life is concerned let's be dismissed